I want to ask you the question today, who are you? Who are you? This is a question that we need to ask, but more importantly, we need to answer. Who am I? You see, identity is destiny. And I want us to look at some things in God's word that speak to us of our identity. Because when you get the identity question right, when you get the answer to who am I, then you'll begin to walk in things that you're maybe not walking in right now. Those things are yours and they are available to you. But if you're not walking in them because you're not aware that you have them. So Genesis chapter 1, and of course it's speaking about when God made man. Verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness or according to our likeness or in our image and let them have dominion let man have dominion over what over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth isn't it good to know that god is giving us has given us dominion over creeps okay or animals that move along the ground creatures that move along the ground but he's given us dominion over creeps there are a lot of creeps around. God's given us dominion. Amen. So God created man in his own image. And I want you to see something here. It then says, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. You see, women are as much the image of God as men are in terms of gender, in terms of, um, you know, what gender you are. If you're a woman, you're still made in the image of God. Women are not subhuman or they're not lesser than men in terms of being God's image or God's likeness. In the image of God created he them, meaning he created men and women in his image. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Folks, God has given us dominion. And I want you to see something here, that if we want to talk about what's it like, what's it like to be like God, what, what, what's the defining characteristic, what's the number one thing that makes us like God? Well, God himself told us, he said, let's make man in our image after our likeness. In other words, let's make man exactly like, like us. In other words, uh, a virtual clone of God in terms of in this physical dimension. Now, God is a spirit. But we are we are tripartite spirit, soul, and body. And so what he's saying is let us make in the physical dimension uh, something, someone, some creature, created being that is just like us. Let us reproduce ourselves in man, as man. Okay? So let us clone ourselves in man. And that doesn't mean to say that we're we are uh, uh, in the same uh, ranking, if you like, as God in terms of we're gods. Now, the Bible says, and Jesus quoted it, you're gods. But it didn't mean that we are on the same level as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's simply saying that he cloned himself in man. In other words, he made man in his image. There's something about mankind, and mankind being the species. Amen? It's not just speaking about man as in 
masculine men uh, or male, the male gender, he's talking about mankind, just like we would say, well, uh, elephants. Uh, there are male elements and there are female elements. Well, there are male men and there are female men, woo men, okay? So, and we're all made in his image. And isn't that, isn't that amazing? Isn't that wonderful that we're made after his likeness? We're, we're just like him. And then, what does he say then? He says, let's make man in our image after our likeness and let them walk in love. Now, he is love, so we ought to walk in love. And, and he is love, and as he is, so are we in this world. So yes, amen. But when he made man, he made the defining characteristic or attribute or trait of man that would make him godlike, like God, in his likeness, in his image. He says, let them have dominion. You see, having dominion is what separates us from every other created being. Okay? It's not to say that other created beings don't have dominion, but we have dominion over all this stuff, over the planet, over fish and over other animals. Okay? And our dominion extends beyond that. So dominion is a defining characteristic as identified by God or attribute that would distinguish man, that would make man distinct from other creatures that he made in this creation story in Genesis chapter 1. And I want us to go to Psalm 8 to see this. Okay, this is so important. Um, he says here in Psalm 8, let's just read it. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Okay, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings or nursing infants hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies. To silence them, that's the reason, that thou mightest still or silence the enemy and the avenger. So anybody that comes against God, uh, then the very mouths of babes and nursing infants, infants, can silence. You see, praise has, has power. Praising God, speaking God's word, even little babies, even little infants, speaking God's word and praising him. Okay? Now, he says, when I this is about what I want you to see. When I consider the heavens, thy heavens, the work of thy fingers. I want you to see something here. The heavens is speaking about the physical universe. This is speaking about uh, the first heaven um, and in terms of the physical universe. He says, when I consider the heavens, thy heavens, the work of your fingers. The heavens are the work of God's fingers. Now watch this, watch this. The moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Now the stars, how far do they go? Well, you know, it's light years and stuff like that, okay? We're not going to get into all that today. Um, but, you know, the whole universe. Which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or what it means is, what, what is man that you are mindful? What is man that you should think about them? What is man that you'd think about man? But look what it says. He answers it. And the son of man that you visit him. You have made him a little lower than the angels, or than Elohim, than God, and has crowned him with glory and honor. All right? So you, so mankind is crowned with glory and honor. Man was made for dominion. Man was crowned with glory and honor. You were made for dominion, friend. And you are crowned with glory and honor. 
Now watch this. Thou madest him. You made him. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Then he goes on and says, All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatever passes through the paths of the seas. Folks, we just read this in Genesis chapter 1, and it's exciting, but I don't want you to miss something here. Because he says, because you think, well, we've got dominion over the earth, that's wonderful, glory. Didn't say that here. He says, when I consider the heavens, the moon, the stars, the universe, the work of your fingers. Look what he says, he considers these things. They're the work of God's fingers. Then he says in verse 6, you made him have dominion over the works of your hands. It's not just the earth. It's not just planet Earth. It's the whole universe. We have dominion over the moon. We have dominion over the stars. We have dominion over space, over the physical universe. That's why you get all these programs about space exploration, Star Trek, one of my favourites. You know, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Why is that longing in the human heart? Because that's our territory. That's our possession. He says we have dominion, you made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. And he says that the universe was made with God's fingers. Well, I don't know about you, my fingers are on my hand. They're on my hands. So if God says you've got dominion over the work of my hands, that includes space. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages. <laughs> Folks, we have dominion over the physical realm, over the, over, over if you want to call it 3D, 4D space, whatever. Now, that's so important because everything the devil does is, is try to obscure, hide, rob you of your identity. Hide it from you, tell you it's not true. Now, what was the problem back in the garden with Adam and Eve? Identity. The serpent said to Eve, did God really say that to you? Do you know that if you eat this fruit, You'll be like him. Folks, Adam and Eve were already like him. He, they were already made in the image and likeness of God. And identity is key to you walking in the fullness of the Godhead bodily. To you walking in the fullness of your stature in Christ. You are the Jesus in the earth that God has purposed for people to encounter, that they would see Jesus in you. They would see Jesus through you. They would see Jesus as you. Now, one other scripture. Listen, you're supposed to reign as a king in life by Jesus Christ. You have received the abundance of favour and the gift of righteousness. Jesus said, seek you first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. Righteousness means the right to walk in what has been made available to you and what you possess in Christ and who you are in Christ and who he is in you. And so you have to know the favour of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have to be aware of it. You have to know the love. You have to know the favour. You have to know who you are. Now, one of the scripture to share with you uh, in this little short message is in 1 John, uh, it's chapter 4, 
And uh, uh, my favourite of it is, is in the King James. It just sums it up. Herein, verse 17, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Friends, authority, dominion and power belong to you in him. Now, Adam lost that authority. He lost the dominion. Dominion, really, I like how Curry Blake puts it, dominion, walking in dominion is walking in authority and power. Exousia and dunamis, which is both authority, which is the right, the legal right, uh, and your positional right, if you like, as a king-priest in the Melchizedek order, as a son of God, and also the dunamis, the actual, the Holy Ghost power. And those two combined give you dominion, and you, you ought to be walking in dominion. This is all about walking in dominion. This is what the end times is all about. That a man-child would come forth knowing who they are. You have to know who you are. And walking in dominion is God's purpose for you. Now, it's exousia, it's dynamis, it's walking in dominion. And um, you're supposed to know that. You're supposed to walk in it. He says here in verse 17, 1 John chapter 4, we may have boldness in the day of judgment. I like to put it this way, that we may have authority in the day of judgment. You see, boldness before the throne is <laughs> because you have authority. <laughs> you can't get past this, but you have to receive it to walk in it. Boldness means you have authority. You know, you don't have boldness if you don't have authority. If, you, if you're you know, like a cur or a wretch and you're crawling in there. Friends, we need to stop that beggar mentality before the throne of God. Now, we don't strut in there arrogantly in our own righteousness, but we walk in there boldly with authority because we have completely uh, consumed ourselves and saturated ourselves and been engulfed with the reality of who we are in Christ, that we have authority, dominion, and power in him. We're in the place of authority, dominion, and power. Now watch this. We may have boldness, we may have authority in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Friends, if you don't understand that as Yahweh, as Jesus, as God the Father and God the Son, so are you in this world. I didn't say that. He said it. The Holy Ghost said it. The Holy Ghost had John write it. And John walked in this. This is a man they couldn't kill. And some believers believe that he lived a long, long time. Some would even say he's maybe still around today. But let me tell you this. They couldn't kill this guy because he walked. Now, of course, John was the one. And, and if you read the context, he's talking about, look, herein is our love made perfect. If you read the chapter, you'll see he's talking about walking in perfect love that casts out fear. So, yes... Love and dominion are connected because when you walk in understanding of the perfect love of God, that's what gives you the dominion because God loves you and they can't kill you. You know they couldn't kill Jesus. I'm sharing this on Good Friday uh, in, in the church calendar. You know, people think, well, they killed Jesus. You know, Friends, they couldn't kill him unless he laid down his life. The reason they couldn't kill him because she was perfect love. The reason they couldn't kill him was because he walked in authority, dominion and power 
on a scale unprecedented up to that point. Old covenant saints, Moses would walk in it, Elijah called down fire from heaven. They saw mighty things. But Jesus lived this. This was, this was Jesus 24-7 in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You and I, Jesus says greater things than these, you'll do. So I want to bring this to a close. I want to keep this message short. Herein is our love made perfect, or we could say it this way, herein is dominion manifested that we may have authority in the day of judgment, boldness, confidence, because as he is, so are we in this world. What he's saying is that whatever you perceive God the Father and Jesus, who they are, or who he is, that word Yahweh uh, means he is, okay? So as Yahweh, as God the Father, as, as God the Son, so are you in this world. Well, I don't feel it, I don't act it, I don't think it. Well, that doesn't make a difference. Not one bit of difference. Other than if you continue in the consciousness of being inadequate, what they used to call an inferiority complex. If you continue in that, spiritually speaking, you won't walk in the fullness. You won't walk in boldness, you won't walk in authority. And God wants you to walk. He wants you to live up to who you really are in him. You know, we have a phrase, man up. And, um, well, what I'm trying to say to you is, here is God up in the sense of, if you want to be Christ-like, then start thinking as he is, so am I. It's not about arrogance. It's not about saying, well, I'm just as good as Jesus. No, you're just as righteous as Jesus because you're clothed with his righteousness. He's given you his righteousness. You're not uh, someone who walks in righteousness. You are, the Bible says, the righteousness of God. So start zeroing in on, focusing on, and filling your consciousness. Flood your consciousness with your true identity. And then you will walk in the destiny the destiny, your destiny is to walk in 1 John 4.17 and manifest it to all creation and manifest your dominion over the whole universe as you're here on earth. And we can get into all stuff, all kinds of stuff about bilocality, multilocality, because you're in Christ and he's in you, so whatever he is, you're there too. Think about that. Start stretching your thinking allow God's word to stretch your thinking not man's tradition, religion what you read in you know, the books even even the good guys books many of them, they didn't see the full revelation <coughs> it's your job, your role your function to receive the revelation of who you really are and then walk in it, that, that's true for every, every believer, so friends get into this Start looking up scriptures about your identity, who you are in him, who he is in you, what you have in him, what, what, what he what longs to do through you. And you will walk in it. That will be your destiny when you discover your true identity in him. The Lord bless you till next time. Amen.